this this period of time where people are taking advantage of getting free money, unfortunately, that is going to be the future. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people think that's where we're headed 10, 20 years from now anyway. A, a, a massive, complete, what, what's the word, an apocalypse of jobs because everything's becoming automated. Yeah. If I can set this machine up, I don't have to deal with the bull crap of this person, their personality, not showing up, showing up late. I can count on this robot to do yeah. this work. Right. Yeah. So if that's what's going to be, because people are seeing an opportunity right now yeah. for that exact thing. Yeah. Accelerator right, right now. I'm going to, yeah. we, we, as human beings, we're great at solving problems. And if the problem is people not wanting to show up, well, I'm going to make a robot that is going to show up. That's right. Have you guys, do you ever watch You on Netflix? No. You ever heard heard of it? it. No. Tyler, have you ever heard of You? Y-O-U? Y'all never heard of this show? Dude, we just, you just asked us three times. No, we have not. <laughs> oh, you. You. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen the show. I'm going to ask it one more time. God bless it. If, if, it's not named no. Ted, if it's not called Ted Lasso, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, when I describe it, you're, it's not going to entice you to want to watch it anymore because it's that crazy. So it's, this is the third season. Uh-huh. It's the show about this guy who gets obsessed. So he, he's raised, he's, you know, crazy childhood growing up. And in the first season, he gets obsessed with this girl, like so obsessed that he like ends up taking her underwear from her house. He oh, ends up right. killing anybody that gets close to her. And like, you're seeing everything through his perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, this is this, I know this is going to sound really odd, but he's a likable guy. He really is. It's really weird how they did it, how they wrote this character so you have a stalker he's, he's a, a stalker. he's an yeah. extreme stalker like oh extreme to, not just stalker, to the point extreme. of like killing people oh. because he wants to get with this girl and then at the end of season one he ends up killing this girl so then we go into season two how is there a show after this? and he ends up meeting a new girl oh. and they end up killing people together because they're both really super weird y'all have never seen this it's no weird. and now we're in season three and yeah, it's it's madness. It's chaos. How does it hold you? I mean, what is it that I don't know? Because it's so acting, different. or is it? Yeah, the acting's really good. The, the main character, I forget his name. He he looks like um, what's the guy's name? I don't know. You would know. You would recognize him. I forget his name, but it's so unique. It's such a unique storyline, like nothing you've seen before. It's so creepy, man. And it's yeah, very just, creepy. Yeah, yeah. I would love this show. I'm really big on like feel good shows. You just go to it's sleep. It's not a feel good, good, feel good about, good about life. Yeah. I'm going to check it out, Ben. Thank it's you. not a feel good show at all. And it's like I said, on the surface, you're like, why am I into this? But it really is captivating. It's like 94. Like it's one of the top shows on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm not intrigued. And I'm not even doing it justice by the description because the season three was like, or season one was like four years ago or three years so ago. So when did we start doing watching these type of shows? Like, what's the other guy's name who kills everybody? Uh, Dexter. Dexter. Like, that was like a big show. That was a huge show, yeah. right? And when people, was Dexter a thing? It's always oh. been a thing. God damn. Anyway. <laughs> so, you're yeah. looking at me See, like I have three heads for I, yeah. I Oh, Dexter's probably Dexter. been around for 12 years. Right? I guarantee Y'all don't even know what you like is. So, like a teeny bopper, like only teenagers and Ben watch this show. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sophisticated, like mystery shows like that adults normally watch. Ben's like, what is that? No, y'all, that's, y'all's, that's y'all's homework. So lollipop. All right, you. That's y'all's homework. Go check out you. But you're going to have to start at season one to get it. Mm. 
And yeah, let me know okay. what you think. Report right. back. Let me no, know. Have you all, is there a movie or a show that sticks out in, in your mind that had such an impact on you one way or the other, good or bad, that you were like, dude, that like changed my like mental state. Like I, it was so influential to me or like it impacted me so much that like I can remember it. And I know exactly the... I've got an easy one. Go ahead. So I love scary movies. Mm-hmm. Used to love scary movies. And then in college, the movie Paranormal Activity came out. Uh-huh. Y'all remember the first oh, Paranormal yeah. Activity? Did you watch uh-huh. the first No, I never It was like not great quality uh, filming, right? It was like supposed to be like more Well, it was a, it was a homemade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're out literally the had like, Is that the one where they're out? That's Blair Witch. No, that's Blair Witch. Uh, bl- okay. Paranormal Activity takes place <laughs> at a house in California. It's literally, I think, three or four actors the entire movie. Because it takes place inside of a home the entire, and it's but it's it was the first like legit paranormal activity type movie that I'd ever seen. I'm not kidding you. I went and watched it with a buddy of mine, and it was like a late night showing, mm-hmm. nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I sat in my bed, looking at the ceiling, for like three or four hours, so yeah. scared to go to sleep. That's yeah. That's what that yeah, movie that, did to me. Man. Now they've made five or six since, and none of them seem to. But you watch whatever the, you reason. The other ones? I've seen like the second and third, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, that first one got you. Like I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking for months and years even after I'm going. I'm doing the whole. You go into the room and you turn on the light first. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. reach yeah. in, turn the light on, then you, you ra- if the light switch isn't right by the door, you got to race yeah. the light out it, of the room. It, yeah. That movie messed Is me it like, up like one of the for a while. To you, you probably it's like supernatural like things poltergeist. Like, I don't know if I've ever pulled no, it's not. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the scary thing is it, the, this demon possesses the person, so it's the person doing all this stuff. They yeah. don't have, I guess they do have supernatural powers, yeah. but it's not like fake, like monsters. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a person possessed. You know what? There was like, there's one. one scene. It's crazy. She gets up out of her bed because everything happens at like 3.15 in the morning or something. Right. She gets up out of bed, walks to the other side, and just stands over her husband and just watches him mm. yeah, for hours. Like it, it does a little time lapse thing, and, and it's just yeah. so it's just so creepy, like yeah. so creepy. That is creepy, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. It, I, it, it messed me up for years. I don't know if I've had any movie. I think one of the movies. I think most of them are scary movies that I've thought about throughout the years. Like The Exorcist is one. Like when I was a kid, I yeah. Never saw Holy the first time I saw that, that messed with me because yeah. that's real scary. Yeah, that's that's yeah, like that's okay. Yeah. Like that's spiritual, spiritual stuff yeah. now. Like that to yeah. me, it's like okay, that messes with me. Yeah, I'm that, with you. That one got me. She came down those. Damn stairs, crawling down the oh, stairs, bro. I think I've seen that scene, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, God, I still got the chills. That's kind of like this movie. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. It jacked me up. Yeah. Tyler, so for me, was? so no doubt, that I get an easy answer. Um, is Requiem for a Dream? So it's Jared Leto, and it's a it's a drug movie, but it's like kind of creepy, artsy. Um, but it it follows like a, a couple different stories, um, like. Uh, like an old lady that lives by herself that got onto diet pills and these diet pills got her like hallucinating about being on this TV show. She was trying to like lose weight, which ended up being like speed. Mm. And then, um, I followed like Jared Leto and his girlfriend. Um, uh, she's another famous actor. I can't remember her name, but, uh, and they like were good, normal people. And then they got like found a stash of heroin and ended up getting addicted on it. But it was one of those movies that at the end of it, it was really well done, like really good acting. It was so dark that like you. So the movie turned off and it was with my, I was watching with it, my roommate in college. And literally I laid in the family room of our house in college lights off for like an hour and a half because 
I'd never felt depression mm. until that moment. Like I was just depressed. Like it just changed my oh, whole wow. demeanor. Yeah. And like, so I think back, I'm like, dang, like that was so well done that it impacted me that mm. much. Like I was involved in it and I just saw like the darkness that like is that drug world and like what it can do. And like, it was, yeah, that movie, if you're ever like, just like fiending to be depressed, go watch that movie. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank you. It was crazy. I don't know how we went down this road. You, you talked you about, you talked you. about your, <laughs> by the way, you based on Ben Gibbs, yeah, yeah. the mind of a serial stalker slash yeah. killer. Did you know Abilene puts out more stalkers and serial killers than any other city? I would in the not doubt it. I'm sure there's probably some truth it's behind true. that. Yeah. 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 We need to run some demographics on Abilene. Yeah. I, I really, so like here's that, what I really like that purple robe you wear at night, Darren. Do you? Fuchsia, Anyways, fuchsia, I'm going to transition after that point. We got a big announcement to make. Tyler, what were you going to say? Go ahead. No, go ahead. But before we get there. (laughs) Okay, now can I go? (laughs) Do we really do have a big announcement? But before we get there. Yeah. Excited about that too. More excited (laughs) about this one. So opposite. Look, opposite opposite of depression. What are two activities that come to mind that that would say opposite of depression? Opposite of depression? Mm -hmm. Two activities? Two Two activities. activities. Um... I would say I know, like a, spa treatments. Oh, swimming and swimming. Drinking. Oh, swimming and drinking. <laughs> Swim up bar, baby. If you can't, if you can't see right now, <laughs> we're playing bar. We're right. playing Pictionary. <laughs> Charades is what Charades. we're thinking of. So, so opposite of depressing is swim up bars and spa treatments, right? Yeah. I mean, how can you walk out of a massage and not feel great? How can you swim up to a bar, order something out of a out of a fruit with an umbrella in it? I mean. I know Ben. That's not your. That's not your jam, but makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. But you know where you can get that? Where? Choctaw Casino oh. and Resort, baby. I, yes. Dude, I, I, hey. I, you could give me ten guesses. I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm telling you. You know why? Because you wouldn't think it, right? You think, okay, hey, we're gonna go up to Oklahoma a Casino in Oklahoma. You walk in, it smells like smoke. It's just like that depressing mm-hmm. requiem for a dream feel. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Opposite. Opposite. Well lit. Smells good. Vegas style amenities. And here's the deal is coming up these next couple months, your schedule is loaded. My schedule is loaded. I mean, Ben, you're way free for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll be up there every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is a time, okay, look, there's so much stress, whether with the holidays, with hosting people, with travel, all trying to wrap up your year in business. This is a great opportunity to head up to Duran, Oklahoma, to Choctaw Casino and Resort. Go get some spa treatment. Go have a nice steak dinner. Nice bottle of wine. Um, really, we got a, we had a little heat wave. We got a little cold front coming in here. But, hey, go to the pool. Go see a show. See As a the show. weather gets colder, yeah. they've got movie theaters. They've got concerts. Choctaw Casino and Resort, it is a great place to go just to recharge from the craziness that is this holiday season. So, look, I'm telling you, check it out. Head up 75, right across the river. You'll find it. Awesome. Big announcement. Big announcement. Here we go. So, we are going to embark on a new schedule for you guys. Our new schedule will be as follows. So, typically the last year and three-fourths of a year, additional year, (laughs) almost two years, we've done our interview episodes on Sundays and our roundtable episodes on Wednesdays. Starting next week, can you guys say next week? Next week. Darren, can you say next week? Next week. (laughs) 
Starting next week, the week of November 7th, we're going to shift everything back a day. So interview episodes will now release on Mondays. Roundtable episodes will now release on Thursdays. So mark your calendars, adjust accordingly. It's just one day back. And the reason we're doing that is we want to be more up to date. We want to be more... The way we've typically done these is we'll typically record a roundtable episode and then it won't release for a week. And our thought is with the shifted schedule, we can be more on top of things. We can talk about hot topics. We can just be more up to date. Current. Yeah. More current with what yeah. we're talking about. So like, like Ben's wardrobe. That's exactly right. This when did you get that, man? It was <laughs> like I just, yesterday. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> so anyway, so mark your uh, if if you're on a schedule, whatever. So if I Starting get in my car, week, so if I get in my car Monday morning going to work, this this can you can will, you pull up the Monday the Monday show? Yes, it'll be up first thing Monday morning, first Perfect. day Thursday morning. Great. So on your drive That's to work news, on Monday man. morning, oh. yeah, this is gonna because you know Sundays are tricky. You got family, you got things oh. like that. Monday morning, you're in the car, you're headed oh. to work. This is a great got the time football to, game on Sunday. You got the football That's game right. on Sundays. Yeah. yeah, this is a good time to plug in to the That's Darren right. Woodson show. So like I said, next week Monday's interview episodes, Wednesdays or sorry Thursdays will be the round table. Right. Yep. So, uh, and then that leads us to wellness Wednesday, number three. So the first two weeks, our tip number one was understand your why last week we talked or two weeks ago. We talked about now that you know your why understand that this is going to take a little bit of time to achieve. If it's a legitimate, if you're approaching it the right way. Yep. So now that leads us to a little bit more practical application. Actually, information that you can start applying to your wellness program so that you can be better. And if you were going to think about a pyramid, the ba- you got the base of your pyramid. That's the strongest that's the foundation, foundation right. of your pyramid, correct? And as you go up, you know, things get smaller. So I would say of any wellness program, the first thing you need to check and the first thing you need to get a hold of bicep is curls. your sl- Well, after your bicep curls Damn. is your sleep. <gasps> sleep is the most underrated aspect of any wellness program, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why is that? At least for me, from my perspective, sleep has been demonized somewhat. It's been seen traditionally as, you know, sleep when you're dead. I've got too much going on. I've got to, you know, you got to be a grinder, Mm. right? So we think uh, less sleep is conducive to more production right? Yeah. or, you know, it's, it's better for your goals. I don't have time to sleep. I got other things I got to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're thinking about your wellness and your health, prioritizing sleep is actually going to set you up better than the opposite of the, uh, the mm-hmm. opposite approach. You're actually going to be more productive if you prioritize sleep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to spend a couple of weeks talking about sleep, the benefits of sleep, why we sleep, all that good stuff. And today I wanted to give you guys six benefits to getting great sleep. Six benefits. Six benefits to getting great sleep. Hey, now, these are not these. my, I'm not a doctor. I'm just some moron. Then where are you getting these? Where are you pulling these from? Then, all ben? sorts of different. Uh, see, I've actually put in some work to this show, okay. believe all it or right. not. Some research. All right. These are not yours. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to end this with a couple of resources if you are interested in sleep yeah. mm-hmm. and you want to learn more. People who actually know what they're talking about. Right. So... These, these are just, I scoured the internet, pulled from a bunch of different sources. These are the most six reoccurring benefits of getting great sleep. But I'll say this about Ben, though. If he's bringing these up, these are things that he's either tried or implemented into his program. And he's saying, hey, obviously, doesn't, not everybody's the same. Right. right. These are things that, that we 
mostly Ben, have implemented. <laughs> well, and let me, let me be clear. Today is just the benefits. that they, Everybody's going to see these benefits. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about how to get better sleep, and you're right. Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. But today, why do we sleep? What are the benefits of sleep? If something's, if something's going to be made important to you, you need to understand why it's important. Right. So number one, sleep boosts your immunity. Mm. Yeah. It allows your immune system to be able to rest and fight off whatever comes its way. I can't think of a better time in our history and yeah. our lives that your immune system is more important. Right. Yeah. You know, we talked last week about vaccine mandates and all that good stuff. That's great. Get a vaccine if you choose to. Mm. But you need to be doing things that are going to boost your immune system, whether you have a vaccine or not. Yeah. Right. You need to be doing things that are going to take care of your body. So yeah. sleep improves and boosts your immunity. I remember as a kid when you'd sit at home and you'd be watching Rainbow. What was it? Uh, Reading Rainbow, Reading remember Rainbow. that? And your mom would get yep. you the chicken noodle soup when you were sick. And you just slept all the time, right? That's your body saying, hey, you need to rest. We need to recover. We need to repair. That's what sleep does for you. Mm. It improves immunity. Number two, sleep helps prevent weight gain. Oh. Wait a minute. I never knew How that so? one. Yeah. How so? Yeah. So when you don't get enough sleep, the body, produ- the body produces a hormone called ghrelin. Does anybody know what ghrelin no, is? No, never heard of it. So ghrelin is a hormone that actually boosts your appetite, makes you hungry. That's the hormone that releases it, says, hey, I'm hungry, right? So yes, lack of yeah, sleep. I guess when you're sleeping. <laughs> lack of sleep <laughs> Makes sense. actually increases the release of that hormone, and yeah. it actually reduces leptin, which is another hormone that we have that actually suppresses and tells us that we're full. So when you're eating, leptin gets released, tells you that you're full. That's when you know when to stop. Sleep actually, or lack of sleep actually throws that balance all off. So also another aspect of that is when you're tired. Think about your kids. Cooper just did this last night. He asked for candy about 50 billion times. Mm -hmm. And he wears us down because we're tired. It's the end of the day. We say no. He comes back and asks again. Finally, we're so tired. We say, yes, fine, whatever. Just take it. Right? So that's what sleep does. When you're tired, your willpower tends to Mm -hmm. suppress. You end up making quote-unquote bad decision. What's yeah. easier when you get home from yeah. work, when yeah. you're tired, just grab a quick burger from Whataburger Dude, or so true. sit there yeah. and make something. Yeah. So, Fatigue will make you cow, make cowards yeah. of us all. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So literally the hormone release yep. affects your weight, but also just the lack of willpower yeah. and decision-making. Step or uh, in, uh, Benefit number three, sleep can improve heart health. Did you know that, Terry? No. I had no idea. Man, so I'm just enlightening you. Right yeah, now. you are, man. If you nobody else learns anything you today, you're going to learn today. something today. So, how does it do this? <laughs> <laughs> sleep improves heart health by causing the release. So, a lack of sleep can cause the release of cortisol. You ever heard of cortisol? Yes. Right? Yeah. The hormone yes. cortisol. That's your stress hormone. Mm-hmm. So, which elevates your blood pressure, elevates your heart rate. Obviously, we see how that can lead to heart yeah. issues. Benefit number four sleep increases productivity. I think this one's self-explanatory. Mm. We all know the feeling. Yeah. You wake up feeling groggy. Your day's not as productive mm-hmm. as whenever you wake up feeling ready yeah, to roll. Think about, think about when you stay up late and watching Netflix till 1, watching 1 a.m. Yeah. And you wake up at 7.45 and you got to be on the road on the way to work by 8, whatever it is, right? Think about the stress that that creates in your day because you're not rested. Just to start it off. And I'm not talking about like the actual functionality throughout the day and the lack of focus and all the things that come from, you know, less sleep. But I just think of like you when your body's fighting you to get more and then um, it just pushes into your day, like how much stress that causes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's tricky. You're looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky because at least for me, 
even if I didn't get a good night's sleep, I'm still amped in the mornings. But what I find is after lunchtime, I am done. Mm. That 2.30 yeah. feeling hits. Yeah. And productivity just tanks after that point. So, yeah, maybe I'm still okay in the morning and I feel okay. But it, it hits me a lot quicker. No, it hits me in the morning. Coming in the afternoon. I think, it does well, hit you in the as you get older, yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. hit you in the morning. Like, if you don't get that sleep in. It's fight. Yeah, yeah, if you don't get that, that sleep in. Yeah. It's going to hit you. When you wake up. It's going to be there, and then that monkey's going to jump on your back about 2 o'clock, especially after you eat yep. lunch. Big old heavy meal. Yep. yep. Sleep uh, improves, number five, sleep improves the results of exercise. Mm. Did you know, Darren, that when you sleep, you actually that's actually your repair period? Yeah. yeah. So people think going to the gym is how you get big and strong. No, 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 no. It's the exact opposite, actually. When you go to the gym, you're actually breaking things down. Right. You're... Tearing and re- you're tearing the muscles down. You're breaking things down. Sleep and recovery. That's when you're actually getting big and strong. Mm. So if you want your wellness to improve, you prioritize sleep because that's actually when your natural human growth hormone is going to be released. Those are the repair and recover. Your muscles are going to repair and recover. Tens everything like that. Sleep is where you actually get your physical benefits from your exercise. And it's actually been shown. A lot of people report that they actually sleep better. If they exercise that day. Mm. Oh, yeah. million percent. And we're going to talk a little bit next week about when to exercise for best results. But just know exercising can actually help you improve your sleep. And then lastly, number six, sleep improves your memory. So it plays an important role in the process called memory consolidation. So during sleep, your brain is busy processing your day, making connections between events, sensory input, feelings, and memories. This is especially the case during deep sleep. And deep mm. sleep is the stage of sleep that is, they say, the most important stage yeah. of sleep. And that's hard to get to if you're obviously not sleeping very well. Yeah. So those are the six benefits yes. of getting good sleep, why we sleep, why it's important to sleep. Tune in next week again, like I said today. That's the foundation to me. If, if somebody was just going to change one thing, I hate that scenario. But if you just had to change one thing, mm. fix your sleep first. And next yeah. week we'll talk about five ways that you can actually improve your sleep. Yeah. I also said that we were going to give you resources. So a couple of the resources that I personally like to go to for all of my sleep questions and, and concerns, Dr. Michael Bruce, AKA the sleep yes. doctor. Yes, we actually sir. had him Our on. Guest. Our, I forget yes. what episode it was. It's very early on. So if you're new ish to the podcast, go back to last year. We were in the small room. Yeah. That was we back in the family room. Upstairs. Yeah. Upstairs. Yep. Freaking roughing it. Uh, but yeah, he's the, he's the sleep doctor and you can find his information at thesleepdoctor.com. He's got a great, tons of great free information on that website. Second one I like is Dr. Matthew Walker and his website is the sleep or is sleepdiplomat.com. And that's his website again, tons of free stuff. He actually just started a podcast recently, like a month or two ago Mm -hmm. and he gives, they're super short, 10 minutes max for all his, and he just gives tips on, on sleep That's and good. why we sleep and perfect mm-hmm. digestible yeah. content. Uh, so he's a great resource. And then lastly, this guy's not a sleep expert per se, but he's a scientist. He's a professor. He talks about a wide range of things, and one of the things he really talks a lot about is sleep. And his name is Dr. Andrew Huberman, and his podcast is called The Huberman Lab. He's a Stanford professor, uh, unbelievably brilliant, but always mm. brings great content, and sleep is, is one of the things that he Talks about extensively in the forms of sleep. So that is your Wellness Wednesday tip number three. Make sure you fix your sleep. 
and the, the, the benefits of sleep. Brought so to what you do we got? by Ben Brought Gibbs. to you. Brought to you by, of course, our friends at Sleep Number. Absolutely. Why else would we want to talk about sleep except for Sleep Number? And yes, of course, it's convenient that they're our sponsor, but we would promote this anyway because yeah, every single thing that we just talked about, Sleep Number is dedicating literally their entire product line to these things. How can they help you with those get six. better with these six things? Yes. Right. Our technology, our mattress, everything we do is geared around helping you sleep better. And that's why we decided to partner with Sleep Number. They're an awesome partner, so we appreciate them. Go get yourself either sleepnumber.com or a local store, wherever yeah. you are. Go, go visit Sleep Number, uh, your local store, and get involved there. So, Tyler, what are we really a question, talking though. about today? I had a quick question. So these are Wellness Wednesdays, right? I know where you're going with this. These are still going to release on Wednesday. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're still going to get your Wellness Wednesday. All right. Just making sure. Yeah. Even though we're going on the new schedule on Thursdays. All right. Cool. Mm. So so that clip is going to be Wednesday, and then we're doing episode Thursday? Or is this going Thursday, and then we're just... We'll figure it out offline. How about that? (laughs) I've already thought this through. All in the details. All in the details. It's just a branding moment, guys. (laughs) You're going to be well all the time. You guys are going to peek behind the curtain (laughs) live. (laughs) All right. So... Thank you, Ben. That, honestly, that's that's great stuff. There's there's reasons as to why, and I love that. Like we're giving the why get sleep, and then we'll give you guys some some great things next week. Um, so today, one of the hot topics, and we're so we're in the commercial real estate industry. Yeah, believe it or not, hot, we're not professional podcasters. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> craziness. This isn't our full time job. What, what we're talking about, what we're talking about here today, has not hit the podcast world yet, or at least us. <laughs> But, you know, one of the things that we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of issues um, on the supply chain side. So we, we work with a lot of industrial uh, clients that, you know, are uh, distribution facilities, retailers, e-commerce, um, yeah. e-commerce yeah. 3PLs, three, third-party logistics. Right. Um, so we see a lot of these issues and, and which is then translating to slower delivery times, you know, if you're Amazon, you know, you're usually you're used to it being there in one day. Now it's three days. As we get into this holiday mess, we've got, Mm -hmm. um, hey, you better order all your gifts six weeks out because there's going to be this rush. Everybody's heard about all the boats out in Long Beach just sitting there, 68 boats now sitting out there, which has doubled in the last month. Um, Uh, Hold on, don't don't skate over that. If you don't know what that means, there are literally 68 ships sitting in the harbor waiting to be unloaded at the port in yeah. California. Yeah. Why does that matter to you? Because your stuff is on those boats. Yes. Right. And it's sitting there for nine, 10 days at a time right now yeah. with your stuff. Yeah. You wonder why That's your why chandelier that your contractor has said yeah. is going to be put up in your house is six, eight, 10 weeks behind. You it's want, sitting in a boat. Sitting on a boat. You wonder why that, that couch, the, yeah. the numbers are increasing on the price of yeah. that couch. Yeah. It's yeah. It's sitting. So, so that's, that we talked about that, and those are some things that we're seeing. One of the other major problems that we're seeing, or not major problems necessarily, but concerns and questions um, here in here in Texas, we've always felt like we're kind of sheltered, right? right? We've got a safeguard around it. We see the east and west coast being impacted a lot more. I mean, even during the recession in two thousand eight, one of the things that they talked about is Houston and Dallas. It was like, okay, hey, we didn't necessarily feel it the same that the yeah. the east and west coast did in Dallas. We were we were protected economically as as much as could be. I'm not saying nobody felt it, but it was it was less severe. But 
One of the things that has been on a growing trend and has been a conversation that has been growing is the idea and the actual impact of inflation on our on our economy. Yep. One of the impacts, again, we, we talked about the freight, the shipping, um, the supply issues that we've got. That's one of the factors contributing. But we want to spend a little bit of time today just kind of talking about it, sharing some actual stats, and then, and then some things that we can do as individuals to safeguard ourselves as much as possible as we're looking at these inflation rates actually climb. And as we're getting, you know, we're seeing it in real estate. We're seeing it in use. If you're yeah. trying to buy a used car, I'm going to walk through a quick list of uh, the, the largest industries that are seeing inflation and how much they're actually seeing uh, compared to the national average. So uh, we're looking at this. So these numbers are contributors to the overall actual inflation, right? So we talk about it's typically a 3% annual inflation, right? That's kind of that's kind of what we see over the long history is, is a trend. Now we're seeing industries that are 10 12, 18, 20% actual inflation to those. But overall as a market altogether, we're not we're not as as far ahead as we actually think that we that we mm -hmm. are. It's not a hey, as a country, inflation has hit our country altogether by 15%. We're not there yet. But there are some industries that are bad. The used car industry is actually leading mm. from an inflation oh, standpoint. I, never, I didn't not know that. Not new yeah. cars, used, used cars. cars. Inflation. Yeah. I mean, this right here contributes over uh, over 0.5 percent of the overall inflation to the country. So, of the you know, I think we're at like four and a half, making up a number right now, but we're less than less than eight percent inflation mm -hmm. as a country, and this is 0.5 of that. Mm -hmm. That's a big number. Uh, medical services, massive inflation there. Uh, financial services, just overall hourly wage. There's a lot of factors that we'll talk about that contribute to it, but financial services sector has seen inflation. Um, housing, surprisingly, surprisingly, is below the 2000 to 2019 average mm -hmm. inflation. We think that, hey, it's because it's insane. We, we think in Dallas, right? In Dallas, you used to be able to buy a, a home for $150 a square foot. Right. See, all over. That number is is through the roof right now. 200 plus per square foot on an average across DFW Metroplex. That's that's a big number. That's a really big number. Um, clothing has gone up when over the 2000 to 2019 average, um, it was down. Um, home furnishings are up. Food services are up. Transportation is up. Uh, recreational goods and vehicles. So that's like ATVs, dirt bikes, stuff like that. That's an industry that has seen massive inflation. I actually just bought one uh, this spring. And it was like finding a needle in a haystack. I literally was calling dealers, 10 dealers a day. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? And it's like zero negotiation. It was, hey, pay this, but I've got four dudes already right, in line right. trying to buy it behind mm -hmm. you. So that's an interesting one. Uh, new cars are there, but not nearly as high as used cars. And then hotels, surprisingly. Through the hmm. pandemic, that one surprised me. Hotel is another industry that is one of the major contributing factors to the overall inflation in the United States wow. this year. So it's interesting, right? But they've got to make you know, up. That is, they've got uh, to yeah, make, up, make for, up. That's a hospital. The hospitality yeah. industry was is hammered. During, yep. The other during thing COVID. you that mentioned is gas prices. We're at a national yeah. average of three twenty two a gallon, which is the highest since two thousand fourteen. There's a town in California. I forget the name of the town, but 
They're literally paying eight dollars a gallon for gas right now. Mm. San Francisco or LA, eight dollars a gallon. Two. Well, it's a smaller town, but yeah, I mean California is up over sure. four or five bucks a gallon. Yeah. So, gas, Tyler, you mentioned it, but restaurants are up four percent this mm-hmm. year, and then uh, groceries up three percent. So I don't know if you guys have noticed. But going to the grocery store, our grocery bills are higher now right. than they were mm-hmm. last year at this yep. time. Um, and then going to eat out. things, other, other things that we worry about, natural gas is up 150%, which affects food, chemicals, plastic goods, and heating prices. They say heating prices this winter are going to be yeah. astronomical yeah. because of this. We have, we're on propane, so I see literally... You're seeing it's it. It's insane. Yeah. We get Pro- monthly, monthly notices from our propane company that there's going to be price increases. Procter & Gamble, who are the makers of Tide Detergent and Charmin Ultra, Charmin Toilet Paper, sorry, uh, recently came out and said they're about to embark on another round of price increases. So these are everyday household items are about to go up even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shipping <coughs> concern we were talking about earlier, in Q1 of 2020, it cost the company approximately $1,600 to ship by sea, by right. way of sea. So shipping products from China over here. $1,600, that price. And that's for a, a container, right? For a container. Not the cost of the goods inside the, the container. container. The actual container to get it from where it was manufactured it was to the United States. Yeah. $1,600 per unit in Q1 of 2020. So basically before it all, all the shit hit yeah. the fan. September 2021, that price has increased up over $10,000. Mm. All right. So $1,600 a year ago to $10,000 now, which is why we're seeing all these increases in your, you know, couches and clothes Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. like that. So, and then wage inflation. Yeah. So this is big. This is really big. This is huge because of unemployment, things like that. Companies are now having to, and, you know, other factors, but companies are having to say, hey, we'll pay you $20 now. Just come to work. Please Mm -hmm. come to work. We got to, you know, we got to have people come work for us. So wages are inflated now because they're trying to attract workers who are collecting unemployment, things like yeah. that. So it's safe to say after all those stats, I mean, every, every cost is up right now. Mm-hmm. Just about every single cost yeah. that you've been accustomed to paying <laughs> is more expensive right yeah. now. And didn't want to spend this whole time looking. We certainly don't want to turn this into a, a bitch fest where all we're doing is complaining <laughs> about this problem, right? Everybody knows it's a problem. But yeah. I th- do think it's important because, in fact, we talked to a guy this morning in our office uh, who specialized on the other side of the business, he didn't really know much about the ship issue mm-hmm. and, and inflation issues with the ports and things like that. So did want to spend a second on how we got here. Mm-hmm. What, what's causing all of this? Because somebody, you know, not, not everybody may be aware mm-hmm. of how we got here. Uh, and, but then really we want to spend some time, most of the time, talking about what can we do about it. Yeah, and I think, though, how we got here is, is important because – Everybody's kind of in panic mode. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to f- be able to live anymore. Prices are going up so fast. We're seeing all these things. I think the goal of this without going to the end and giving, you know, the consensus after this, this, um, this portion of, of the discussion is we want to give perspective as, as these are not permanent issues. Hopefully. These are things that are hopefully that's a good point. But these are all things that are, are, they are correctable. I'm not saying they are going to be, but they are mm-hmm. correctable. So as we walk through these, this is not about the world is. Yeah, fear, they call yeah. it fear mongering. Yeah. yeah. This is about, okay, hey, look, we're just going to, we're going to walk through those things. So go ahead, Ben. So if you think about back to 2019 or 2020, right, when COVID shut everything down, obviously when things get shut down, production stops mm-hmm. for a time there. 
well, whenever we started to, you know, ease up on these restraints and these mandates and, and separation, things like that, production gets to, gets to catch or gets to start again, but it doesn't have time to catch up. Consumers are still wanting to buy, right? So simple economics, right? Demand and supp- supply, supply and demand, demand. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of supply of something, it's probably not going to cost very much. If you have a lack of supply, it's going to cost a lot. And that's what we're facing right now yeah. because of COVID and, and all sorts of other issues like that. Oh, I thought you were about to jump in, Tyler. Oh, no, no, no. You're doing good. <laughs> good work, man. So, I mean, but there's a lot of factors, right? It's, yeah. it's that started it. Yeah. And then you start having unemployment, mm-hmm. and you start having stimulus checks, mm-hmm. and you start having things that, to try to stimulate the economy. So you have all this money being poured in. It's pre- the money is being printed The, mo- the money right is now. being printed, yes. right? The money is yes. going in. However, when you get free money and you're not producing anything for that money, Right. Because it's just being handed to you. Right. You're not producing a good to receive that money. Mm-hmm. That's when the prices go up as well. Yeah, and I think you know when, when people couldn't work, companies started laying people off out of kind of just fear of the unknown, what it was going to look like. And then the government started sending stimulus checks, you know, starting with Trump. Rightfully so. It was like, okay, the idea is, okay, we're going to stimulate the, the economy and we're going to infuse some extra cash and capital for you to support your family. Now, the challenge is, is you've got an excess amount of time and you have more money than you're accustomed to. You're collecting unemployment and you're getting, you're getting stimulus checks. Okay. But you have excess amounts of time. So unfortunately as a country, I don't think we're disciplined enough to say, okay, Hey, this is a, this is great to have as a reserve. I'm not saying nobody did it, but we don't have a reserve. So what people are doing is now we're spending money because we have it. And we don't have anybody, like you said, producing it. So nobody can go in and work and manufacture it, whether it's lumber, right? That was the big, the big topic mm-hmm. is lumber was up 400%. And it was like this crazy deal. But people wanted to go spend money and move. And, and, but nobody was there at the mills actually creating yeah. more usable and lumber. And listen, we're, we're seeing it. We're in that, that, the commercial real estate world. So we're seeing it. And most of our customers, whether it be on the industrial side or even in the office, it's highly competitive because people just don't want to work. Yeah. It's the obvious, right? People mm-hmm. don't want to work, but there's so much money that's being, that's stimulated the economy. And there's so much money that's been poured in to the economy that people don't have to work. Yeah. And there's such a labor shortage right now that employers are fighting for that labor. It's the obvious right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all stimulated through the process of, of what we went through with COVID. Yeah. And I think people, it was a, it was a it was a um, it was a luxury to be home and have yes. some cash and people liked that feeling and like staying home and then started to create habits because it doesn't take long to create a bad habit yeah. right so people are home and I don't have to work and I, my unemployment man I got nine months that that seems right. like forever yeah like I could do whatever I want however I want I'm not saying this is everybody that's not what I'm saying but what what it happened is is a lot of blue collar jobs in manufacturing industry, which again, I've said this before on the show, that is a, that is a skill and a trade that we need more young adults Mm -hmm. to pay attention to because we talked about uh, labor wages and how much they're going up. Those we call them unskilled, but let's just call them, you know, manual labor, like um, the trades, different trades, right? Those are industries that are making a killing right now because there's not enough people to do it because people were home 
when there was an opportunity to get in and create a niche for yourself, they're at home collecting unemployment mm-hmm. checks. So all these people are at home spending money and employers are scrambling right. overpaying now right. when you do go back to work yeah. because yeah, I mean, I've got a buddy who's got a company um, and, and I'm not going to get into any more detail. He, he had to interview 40 people. 40 people to get one person to show yeah, up. Yeah. To get and it to would, show up? To show up to work. He would hire people, fill out the paperwork, hire people, and they wouldn't show up the next day because then they took that, they turned it into Social Security, oh. or they turned it into workers, and then would collect unemployment. Yeah. And we saw that, in fact, where we were, we would see different restaurants were trying to hire, and they would have a $250 interview bonus yeah just come in an interview yeah. we'll yeah. give you 250 dollars yeah. mm-hmm. because these companies are sitting there saying i can't compete with all these government checks because people are getting free money and not having to do a thing yeah. to get this money right yeah. and i think that's so and i try not to be super judgmental because i don't know everybody's situation yeah. i don't know where you are in life i don't understand your personal situation however it is sad from the outside to sit there and think that we have that many people that are willing to just freeload. Yeah. Right. That are willing to take money, not produce any good out of that money, right. not not produce anything to this economy, not think of the wide range team that we are as a country. And get look, I get it. I'm as selfish as anybody. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But I do understand the importance of producing value to a society and being compensated for that value. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just sitting at home and you're just collecting money, you're not providing value to anybody. And again, yeah. I get it. Maybe your personal situation, maybe you hated your job. Yeah. Right. right. I'd much rather sit at home than go back to a job that I hated. Yeah. So I understand. But the problem is you're not contributing anything. You, you know, know the problem is this as well. As employers are looking at this and they're having so much trouble as, as far as hiring employees, what do you think the, is really ramping up right now? Automation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Automation is, is, is ramping up to the next level. So yeah. employers are saying, well, I can't hire you. So I'm going to replace this by yep. automating systems, yep. which is a huge ramp up as far as e-commerce is yeah. concerned. That's, so that's yeah, such a good you point. You think you're penalizing as far well, I don't want to get political, but you think you're taxing the business owner and you're going to put, put him out of business, but the business owner is going to figure out ways to survive. Mm-hmm. And how is he going to survive? Okay, you, if person A, B, and C don't want to take this job, well, we'll get robots to figure this out. Yeah. And that's exactly where we're going. That's such a good point because the scary thing about this is truck drivers. We talked about the shipping at the ports. We have a lack of truck drivers right now. People to actually drive the truck of your stuff to your house. We have a, we have a shortage of that. Think about when that becomes automated. Yes. How many, how many many people are going to be out of a job? Think about these warehouses where these massive, you know, storage facilities that these companies use that right now employ three, four, 500 people. What about when those become hundred percent automated? Yes. What are those 500 people going to do? So we're heading this, this period of time where people are taking advantage of getting free money. Unfortunately, that is going to be the future. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people think that's where we're headed 10, 20 years from now anyway. A, a, a massive, complete, what, what's the word, an apocalypse of jobs because everything's becoming automated. Yeah. If I can set this machine up, I don't have to deal with the bull crap of this person, their personality, not showing up, showing up late. I can count on this robot to do yeah. this work. Right. Yeah. So if that's what's going to be, because people are seeing an opportunity right now yeah. for that exact thing. Yeah. It's right? accelerator right now. I'm going to, yeah. we, we, as human beings, we're great at solving problems. And if the problem is people not wanting to show up, well, I'm going to make a robot that is going to show up. That's right. So you just look at employers. Like, hey, 
you know, I'm a business owner. I, I'm always trying to look at And I, I guess I look at it as a, as a business owner. I do want to employ people because I want to see the benefits. I want them to have the fruits of their labor. Like they come into work. I want to support. They have kids. I want to be there to support them for their kids. But at the same time, as a business owner, you have to look at the bottom line. And if the bottom line is not being met, you're going to figure out ways to keep the doors open. Yeah. Just that's, that's the entrepreneur spirit. Yeah. You're going to find ways. And if it's a robot, if it's something I can do that can shortcut that, that ability to, to allow me to continue to make money, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And what's the, what's the, um, what's the snowball effect of that, right? HR is a huge industry. Yeah. It's a huge industry. So now there's no more need for HR or a much, much oh, yeah. condensed industry. I mean, it's, 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 this, it's yeah. this chain reaction that we don't realize by, hey, staying at home and creating questions in employers and those people that everybody wants to bag on, these million mm. and billionaires that are making these decisions. But ultimately, if I can't <laughs> rely on something, yeah. I'm going to find a solution. Yes. Okay, the ship is moving. All right. Hey, are you gonna are you gonna work your ass off to get up into the captain's chamber, or are you or are you just gonna? Hey, I'm just gonna float on my free tube over here. Yeah. While the yeah. boat leaves me. Y'all ever seen the movie B movie? It's a cartoon yeah. movie. Like it came out in like oh, early yeah. 2000s. Like a bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. bumblebee. It's called uh, B movie. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry right? Seinfeld. And yeah. it's actually a, an interesting connection to the situation because the bees go on strike and they decide, hey, we just we, we don't want to. We're being oppressed. We right. don't want to work anymore for for your honey. You're taking go ahead, honey. bees. So they end up striking, and the entire town economy goes down because these bees go on strike. No flowers, no all all this stuff. The chain, the yeah. chain reaction of all those yeah. events. So just kind of like that right now. Mm. But I also think about Tyler. You know, we, we talked about, um, and I just went blank. Sorry, you Tyler. Got Phillip, Phillip. No, I, and and also yeah, too, yeah, I, I got so excited about sharing that. I forgot also, my main point. Think about think about this is and I and I mentioned the need for blue collar jobs uh, for. I mean, even really like the retail sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's positions that just companies can't hire. Restaurants are going under. But you, the, the problem I have is is you hear a lot of people complaining about, oh, they're this and there's this separation of classes and there's this. What's the reality right now? The reality is the companies that work from home, the professional services, the technology companies, they're paying high wages for people to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So they are making a lot more money, more money into, into the economy, buying products that are more expensive now because there's not the labor, there's not the cost, there's not the shipping. They're paying higher rates and they're happy to do so mm-hmm. because they're, they have more time at home and they're making more money because of this chain reaction, that's right, right? That's right? And so that's the idea of inflation. As it's not one single event that causes it. Yeah, the pandemic is one of those things that a lot of people point back to and it, and it, and it reduced the supply. And so, you know, but here's the deal is, and this is a stat that we don't have, but it would be really interesting to see right now what the margins really are for some of these large, mm-hmm. you know, good manufacturers that are are actually manufacturing goods and selling them at these inflated prices. prices yeah. What the margins yeah. actually are. Are they making more money? Because guess what, y'all? By us staying home, you're putting more money into the big man's pocket. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which, look, hey, you figure it out, and guess what? We're paying it. Mm-hmm. And we're not questioning it. We're not doing anything to slow down the demand. And that's where we can control it. Yeah. 
and that's what we talked about. We're spending a lot of time on labor, just, just rightly so, but we talked about the shipping prices being more yeah. expensive. So the company's not going to eat that cost no. for nothing. They're going to put yeah. it somewhere. Right? They're going to put, gonna it, put it somewhere, which is to us consumers. Absolutely. That's why inflation is going because these these companies are yeah. feeling these price increases. They're not going to eat it. They're not going right. to take that loss. Mm-hmm. They're going to pass it on to us. Yeah. In little small increments, they're going to keep doing that until we fight back by not spending our money with them. Yeah. So, but for now, inflation hasn't gone too crazy. So we're willing to, I'm still willing to buy Charmin toilet paper because I like Charmin toilet yeah. paper, even though they're increasing the prices. Yeah. Now, eventually they're going to get to a point where maybe I'll just go freaking grab a leaf out of my backyard <laughs> <laughs> if it just gets too ridiculous. But for now, they're still passing on that cost to us. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing this inflation is because of things like that. Yeah. You know, the other thing we're talking about taxes is, is an interesting uh, thing. No, about- no, stop. <laughs> I'll get sensitive here. We're going to get sensitive. Yeah, you're talking uh, about I'm taxing getting, uh, the rich. I don't want to go. But what, you, what the problem is when you tax people with, you know, the, the wealthier of our, of our economy who are providing these jobs, again, that wealthy person is not going to eat that cost. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I'm going to fire a couple of people so that I don't have to change anything about my lifestyle. And now you end up with more unemployed people. So you mm-hmm. think you're taxing the rich, but really you're screwing over us in the process. And so there's just all these dynamics. And again, we don't want to get political because I think this will be an issue no matter who's in office. Yeah. Now there has been things exasperated mm-hmm. by the current, you know, uh, the current uh, administration. administration. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the point is, this is an issue. This is on our minds right now. Things are getting more expensive. That's the reality. Right. And there's nothing we can do about it today for that particular problem. But I do think there are things that we can think about as we spend, as we go throughout our daily life, things we can do to help mitigate yeah. these yeah. higher okay. increases. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I want to spend some time on, some actual practical things that, look, and look, <laughs> we, we say this about all different sectors. Yeah. We are not business, we're not uh, you know economic experts. We're not money, so don't take any of this. Yeah, and we're going to dumb this shit down, yeah. like way down. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't take any of this as gospel and think, yeah. hey, the Darren Woodson show told me to go right. invest in this. This is not legal, right. whatever. Fine, like, yeah. Legally, we got to say that. So Hey, so I want to start this one off by the last point. Like that's you want to start with the last. Start point? with the last point. Okay. I think I think because how, how we led into it, I think that that's the simplest way to put it. And and we can talk through these other things, but you talk about what can we do to somewhat control it, right? Number one, I think is don't be emotional about this. Don't don't lose focus. Don't lose lose your mind over this whole deal. If if. Someone didn't leak somewhere on the internet that toilet paper was in a shortage during the pandemic. Yeah, they Do you think yeah. that toilet paper prices would be at what they're at today? Remember early on, whenever like you literally had to go. That's buy what I'm saying. Eight rolls. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So at a if time you're and- if you're the person that is going out and you're saying, uh, oh. I heard I heard on Twitter that there's a shortage yeah. on. Uh, on, on toilet paper. So I'm going to go buy 37 40 packs. Right. And then we're going to be out. So guess what? Guess what that does to the overall market of toilet paper? The entire thing shoots through the roof. There was remember there was a storm um it was Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, shut things down. Someone put it out on Twitter in Dallas that there's a shortage on gas. You're not going to be able to get gas mm. for weeks in the gas i waited for hours one day for because i freaked out guess what there was gas 36 hours later yep Mm. but 
we ran compl- almost completely out right. of supply of gas because there's this emotional reaction, mm-hmm. worst case scenario, I've got to save everything, I've got to freak out. Okay, guess what? How about if you're that person, why don't you just slowly do right. some things to prepare yourself? Hey, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a container in my attic and I'm going to have some excess toilet paper, I'm going to have some excess water, I'm going to do all these things. I'm not saying be like a doomsday prepper, but hey, instead of just freaking out and going and buying all this stuff, prepare yourself. Don't be the unprepared guy that goes and buys 40 40 yeah. packs. Yeah, it, it is pretty amazing and I'm guilty too when you get squeezed. We talked about this in a very earlier episode early on. When you get sque- you really can tell a lot about people when they get squeezed. You can really tell a lot about people when, when shit hits the fan yes. and stressful times. Yes. And that's what you're talking about, Tyler, is we get this survival mentality and we got to take care of me, so I'm going to go to the grocery store and make sure I get everything. Right. And we don't have this community yeah. mentality. Yeah. What's, what's best for everybody? Maybe I only take one role because that's all I need right now yeah. so that three other people can get a role. That's right. right? And, that, and I, look. I'm talking to myself. I yeah. get it. That's hard to do. Oh, that's hard, dude. That's, that's, but the emotions, uh, look, this isn't, like yeah. I said, hopefully, this isn't going to last forever. Right. It's going to be with us for a while. They're talking about 2022, even into 2023. So yeah. we're going to have to weather the storm for a while. Yeah. But hopefully, it, look, this is not logically this, speaking, I, it doesn't they, last forever. If you take on that Armageddon mentality, of, oh, my God, this is it. The sky is falling. And that's the people you're talking about. I think you're, what we're really talking about is just being aware. Yeah. Like just having an awareness to know that, you know, if you're at the grocery store, you're 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 seeing that the prices for the vegetables are going up, or you're seeing uh, loose items, the prices are going up. Just be aware. Just understand that you when you check out, you're seeing the fact of okay, the prices are different, and, and it can be that simple. But you know, not not having this, you know, let's run for the hills mentality. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, you're going to get emotional. That's just, yeah. that's a totally normal response, yes. but try to take a third, take a step back, a 30,000 yeah. foot view, understand this happens every something, not this exact situation, but things like this happen every 10 years. Yeah. Right. right. You can look back at history. Things like this happen. We'll, we'll recover from this at some point. Yeah. But for right now, we got to weather the storm. Yeah, so we, that's a great way to start of just, mm-hmm. Hey, Take a chill for just a second. Having said that, I think I read the other day, it's like 70, 75% of people have less than three months of expenses saved. saved. Mm-hmm. So think about people that are living paycheck to paycheck. Most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. If I look at my grocery bill and it's all of a sudden gone up 10% or 5% or whatever, my savings, yeah. my monthly nut has now gone up. Mm-hmm. So now what do I do? I, I'm not at my, my savings are being eaten by this inflation. And so for somebody like that, and, and a lot of us are in this scenario, I think a practical one practical thing you can do is try to eat at home as much as possible. I know that's inconvenient. I know some people suck at cooking, but if you look at the overall spend, it's going to be, you're going to be went out every single time. If you eat at home more than you do, because these restaurants are passing this cost on you too. Yeah. Right. It's not like you go to this restaurant and they're eating the cost. Right. You're, you're going to pay for, you know, whatever it is you're eating. You're going to pay the tip. You're going to pay the tax. It's just much more expensive. So learn to take that. If, that, if it is inconvenient to you yeah. and you don't like it, yeah. that's one small practical thing you can do is start cooking at home. More. Yeah, because here's the deal. Overall costs of a meal eating home are going to be lower. But here's, a, here's the other benefit, and you and I talked about this, is what are the benefits of actually, as opposed to doing what's easy, doing something that provides a level of sustainability, right? 
let's just say, here we go, Doomsday Prepper, we just said don't freak out. But let's just say things go bad. And you've been eating out all the time. Remember the pandemic when all you did was yeah, eat out? Yeah. Then what'd you do? You're going down quickly. Really quickly, right? Then your panic goes even more because you just haven't gotten used to cooking at home, right. having meals. Hey, plant a little garden in your backyard. Have some vegetables. Do some things that like, okay, hey, these are things that actually can help me in the long run. Like, regardless of the situation, it's going to save me money. That's immediate benefit. Yeah. But then long-term, I actually have some skills that are going to help me down, down the road. Talk about hunters. Befriend a hunter. Yeah. Or Tyler, just be Tyler, one. Tyler, you man. said you got Same. a bunch just of... Be one. You said you got a bunch of meat given to you for free yeah. from a hunting buddy. Yours. Tell, yeah. them, tell everybody how much you spent on those two deals of tri-tip the other night. Yeah, so a buddy of mine, a good buddy of mine, um, his freezer had an issue and, and so he had to he had to get rid of this uh this big deep freezer and uh and he gave me gosh probably i mean 60 pounds of meat at least that's insane i mean elk venison i mean how much would 60 pounds of meat cost you if you went to the grocery store well right now? i hundreds of dollars okay we're talking we're talking like just ribeyes right now or like is 13.99 a pound mm. so do the math yeah at Costco, cheap. So, to your point, is we were at Costco the other day, and California tri-tip is a is is a cut of meat that we love. Love cooking, it's great. Um, if you haven't had it, try it. Do some research on the right way to cook it, Santa Maria style. Um, but two two tri-tips at a pound and less than two pounds. So typically, I grew up try the right size tri-tip is north of two pounds. So it's it, it's comparable to a brisket if you're not familiar with it. It's uh it's on a it's on a cut back by the back hip of a of a of a cow, um, and it's shaped like a triangle. There's a fat cap on it. Anyways, so and I, we love Costco. Don't get me wrong, we love Costco, but these things we spent we spent dang near ninety dollars on two tri tips. And how much were they? However long ago, uh, twenty five bucks a piece, so fifty bucks. <sighs> From fifty to ninety bucks. Fifty to ninety dollars for a tri tip. Yeah. For two tri tips. Yeah. Fine. That fed that fed fed my family one night and then I had three lunches. So they're they're bigger pieces of meat. Sure. But you think about it, like really like and that's an affordable imagine if you're just to go steaks or you know, New York's ribeyes, sirloins, whatever. Like now that price per per pound goes up. But my buddy who's a hunter, I've got back straps, I've got elk steaks, I've got round steaks, I've got ground beef, ground elk mixed with pork, I've got ground venison. I mean, it's I've got and that's all this last meat. You for I a dude, year. I don't think I could eat it in a year. Yeah. And and again, that's that was from one animal. Mm-hmm. One animal. Yeah. But think about again, like you said, befriend a hunter because what happens if grocery stores close down for some reason in the future? And you've got to fend for yourself. If you don't know how to farm, if you don't know how to garden, if you don't know how to hunt, if you don't know how to, I mean, milk cows. I mean, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, meat eater, carnivore, whatever it is, you've got to learn those yeah. skills. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, we're not trying to, you know, <laughs> portray this doomsday. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. But, you know, the other advantage to eating at home is it's a healthier option. Yeah. Right, you don't know what they're putting into your food when you go out to eat. They're adding tons of butter, tons of oils, things like that. It's even that, that's another benefit to eating at home is is it's yeah. health. Not only is it cheaper over the long term, but it's healthier. Most of you the time, control. it is healthier. Yeah, right? you can. You, I've, you've been well, behind the people at the grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, 
Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. I guess if if you yeah. at least you have control over what yes. goes into your food. Yes. If you do yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I wrote down that that my family is going to be doing is reducing large spending for the time being. And what I mean by that is is anything unless it's essential. Yeah. We're not buying it right now. We've yeah. got we've got things we want to do to the house. We've got you know we could use a, yeah. a, a, a newer car. Things like that are things. I'm no. That's out. Yeah. Those are not life-changing things Porsche. right now. No Porsche, yeah, no Porsche for me. For me. No. So those things are going to be put on the back burner for the Maserati. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you, can you let me borrow yours? <laughs> 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 but just we're going to be mindful of yeah. how, you know, our large spending. Um, that, that's what we're going to be mindful here. Well, and I think the pandemic too. showed us this, this emotional spending, right? Like, I feel like I've got to fill a void, like... I need a newer car. I need a, you know, I need this toy or I, oh, I got to redo these cabinets or I've got to do this. Like things that really don't contribute. And I have this conversation with my wife quite a bit because we're going through something. You're about to put opposite, in a pool. Completely opposite <laughs> of what, but really like is, is in this. He's really worried about this guys. <laughs> I know y'all. It's not about me guys. It's about everybody we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, totally discredited. I'm just going to show up for the rest of the episode because totally discredited me. No, I want to hear this. this is no, good. but I do have this conversation. And by the way, by the way, the pool was supposed to be this summer. And I said, no. There you said, look at you. I said, uh, hey, Miss Wife Lady, hey, we are not doing a pool right now because that is not responsible. Because it went uh, up. The price it went up. It did. Let's it see did. it. It did. She so is it fair to say I'm the only common folk on this on this podcast at this point? <laughs> Do I speak for the people? Why do you think I've been, I've been very quiet over here? <laughs> oh, man. But doesn't make uh-huh. it not true. Is that The idea is there's we were driven out of this emotional gap that we felt during the pandemic, and a lot of people replaced it with things. And this goes across the board, is when you're trying to find happiness and shopping for clothes or mm-hmm. new trucks or new cars or this project or this vacation or this or whatever, ultimately that makes very little impact on your life and your family. So if you are spending money, if you are making you know this big spending, make sure that it's impactful. Make sure that it really contributes. And I say that you guys laugh about a pool. Guess what? There's been more family time at our pool that we had at our last house. I, we spent more time as a family outside than anything else. Right. We spent less on babysitters when we had a pool because just go outside, guys. Yeah, just throw their ass in the pool. money back. Yeah. Their money back. That's what I'm it's saying. There's investment. some ROI on yes, that. Yes, there is. But, but make sure, look, if you are going to spend, if you are going to make an investment, some just make sure it's impactful because there's too much emotional spending going on right now. Yeah. And make sure that you're conscious about it. If you're like, oh man, I, I we can we can we could get a new car right now. And you're all excited about it. You know that like high when you're like, hey, I'm I'm looking on Auto Trader, seeing seeing if I can find like a new car. Let it go. Let it pass. Make sure that that's actually a responsible decision to do because mm-hmm. these big spending, these big these big purchases, they really can't come back to bite you. No. But guess what? If we're buying them now in this time of inflation, it's just going to contribute to those prices creeping up. My father's in used car sales right now, right? So he oh, works for a dealership. He works for a dealership uh, in North Texas, and the um, he's like, "It's I've I've been in this industry for thirty years." And I've never seen anything like this. Like, we get a truck in, it, it won't stay on the lot for 24 hours. That thing is gone. People don't even ask. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it just, wow. again, 
as we are as we are spending, all we're doing is reinforcing the big man mm-hmm. yeah. that he can keep charging whatever he wants yeah. to charge. And it's you know it's so easy. And I don't know if you guys spoke on this earlier, but as I walked out, but um, <laughs> but I don't know if you if you talked about like subscription models. Like we, yeah, we, we talked about it. We, Thanks, we're good. Yeah. No, so, we're good. No, we're good. <laughs> next, but, next, that's what we're going next. Yeah, that's but, good. That's good but subscription good models, even you know, and I know we're gonna go that path down that path, but. You know, on Amazon, we, we, we have these apps, oh. and we can just swipe right and just get Amazon. I mean, th- th- those are the, l- the little things that add up. You know what about it? You know what uh, that makes Amazon so it's convenient. brilliant is the convenience yes. and the automation of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You don't ever see money. Tyler, we talked about yes. this the other day. You don't physically see money yes. transfer hands anymore. So there's not, that in, there's not that momentary split second of should I do this or not. Or even yeah. that. Is that because it's get, everything's so automatic. You get an Amazon account. What do they make you put all your payment information in yes. on the front end? So it's a swipe or it's, yep, confirm my shipping. Well, they have that buy now button. And yes. you say yeah. buy now, that's it's it. <laughs> it's it. It's, it's to done. Your and yeah. think about, I, I, I personally, here's, and like, I'll, I'll get on like Instagram and I'll see like a t-shirt, you know, like, oh, this is comfy, the most comfy t-shirt on the market. And I'll literally like get in and I'll get on the website, I'll shop and I'll pick it, I'll put it in the cart. And then I go to put in my credit card and I'm like, eh. Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But they've made it so model. convenient yeah. and easy to pay that we just don't even think yeah. about it and it's gone. Darren, how many how many hours of TV would you say you watch a week Not on much. average? Uh, man, the game on Sunday. Yeah, during and the week, probably nothing, right? During the week, maybe the TV maybe doesn't come on at all. Yeah, uh, we watch. Yeah, we'll watch a, a Netflix show maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. My point in asking that: How much money do you think you spend on subscriptions, oh. or, or just TV? <laughs> or just yeah, just that's TV what I mean. Pack. I mean, TV I, packages. You know, one of the one of the hardest things for me to do was two years ago, is I cut the cord. And got rid of DirecTV. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard to go through that process of all the channels we that they keep it for have. 16 weeks. That's the only yes. reason I keep it. Exactly. <laughs> the only or reason. that NFL package or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, you have all these subscriptions. But now it's, you know, I got rid of the package. And it was like, you know, we didn't have the, the show. We didn't have Showtime or HBO and all these packages for the longest time. And I didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly didn't notice, you know, the fact that I was paying all these subscriptions and all that. But once you actually take a look at it, if you yeah. actually take a look at all the subscriptions that you have out there, yep. it, it will blow your mind. I'm paying for, I can't, I can't even say the name for it right now. It's a little workout place that I go to and it's, it's a certain You're color. You're still paying for that? It's, no, it's a certain color. Uh, orange. Oh, got so it. The wife. Yes. <laughs> the wife got me into the, the elliptical. <laughs> yes. Got me. In. And I've been paying this for, I've been there twice in four months. Yeah. Twice in four months. Oh. Just throwing money in the trash. Gyms, just, and I just gyms, cut it off. Especially the big box gyms mastered this. Oh. Yes. Yes. They count, they count on you not showing up. Yeah. It's a brilliant plan. Yeah, it is. But that's the point is how many of those things are we subscribe to or signed up for that we rarely ever single <laughs> you get zero we, value out we, of it. we cut cable a few years ago too thinking oh we're gonna save all this money but now we've filled it with netflix we filled it with youtube tv we yeah. filled it with yeah. disney Hulu. plus Hulu. we filled it with Hulu. Yeah. like yeah. you end up and and, oh, and i'm the same these, as you darren during yeah. the week we don't i mean we, don't watch we barely turn on the tv right. during the week it'll, yeah. it'll make you sick <sighs> i'm embarrassed to admit this so literally about a year ago this is like pandemic when we're like, okay, guys, we got we got to like assess where we're, what we're paying here. I realized not only was I paying for HBO on Directv, but I was also paying for the HBO app separately. Mm. 
So I literally was paying, paying twice for HBO. And I didn't even realize right. it because, again, I'd gotten it before we added the package back. And I literally, for like a year and a half, I was paying for both of them. Yeah. And it just, it, again, automated. I, I don't yeah. like notice a four ninety nine charge, right? Or like this five ninety nine deal. Like Netflix is one. And look, I love Netflix, and there's a lot, and I know that like they're adding more value. They're making movies. There's all these things that they're doing. But like when I started Netflix, it was five ninety nine oh, a month. Yeah. You know what? It, I looked at it today. You know what it is? Nineteen dollars and forty eight cents a month. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Inflation's hitting them too. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's 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 one of those things. If we looked at all of the subscription things that we yeah. have. All of this that we don't use. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want to put businesses out, and I don't want people not to succeed. But like, one personally, we would we would recognize a huge savings. Mm -hmm. But then two is okay. Then all this inflation, like, oh yeah, you just took my four ninety nine membership to six ninety nine for no reason at right. all. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and I okay, it's become so convenient just to keep it. I don't want to go through the stress of canceling. You know? Yeah, and, and it's not these individual it's the it's the accumulation collective. and the collective yeah. it's just like weight loss right it's not that one salad that makes me lose weight it's the accumulation of these good choices same mm -hmm. thing with the spending so yeah maybe your 6.99 subscription whatever is not that much but that on top of everything else maybe your your yeah. daily coffee is not that much <laughs> but add that to everything else and all of a sudden you're spending hundreds of dollars dollars yeah, a month yeah. that are just unnecessary yeah. and again fat cat right you don't think about these things when times are good but as we're you know, things are more expensive. We're starting to be mindful of this stuff. These are the things that you can address now before it gets to that. Because right. unfortunately, and again, I, I'm just a moron on a microphone. I don't know anything. But my hunch is this is just going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And I don't say that to cause fear. I say that to cause caution. Yeah. So be mindful of this thing. These are the, and, and at the end of the day, the bottom line, do whatever the hell you want. If yeah. you want to keep spending money on subscription, keep, keep doing all that. Yeah. I just know for me personally, these are things that I'm going to implement. My family has started to implement to help mitigate from mm -hmm. some of the hurt because we're feeling it, mm -hmm. right? We're not mm -hmm. immune to this. Yeah. This, these are things that are a concern of ours as we go forward. Yeah that we want to help mitigate against the, yeah. these, these and inflation. I, and, yeah, and I agree with you as we, as we wrap this up is, look, don't, don't think of all this inflation as the world is falling down, it's crumbling. I mean, this is the end. This is the end. Look, there's always a correction. You mentioned it. Every 10 years, there is some sort of a correction. Some are bigger, right? We're talking about the Depression. We're talking about 2008. We're talking about the late 80s. There's all, these, there's all these events that are major events, but there's always some sort of correction. This is something. Now, how quickly we come out of it as an economy and as a country, that is, that is dependent on who drives the supply, the consumers. So as a consumer, we all individually form a collective need and what are we going to do what's our what's the decision how quickly are we going to come out of this and how bad do we want to make this all right and but don't don't be scared don't be you know don't be this doomsday thought thought thinking individual because look there will be an end there will be a solution and whatever that looks like i don't know how long it's gonna take i don't know but there will be a solution to this. Yeah. And I, again, you're right. So when you had that mentality of the doomsday mentality, you stop thinking and you start, you know, trying to hold on to things instead of when there always, when there's a correction, there's always opportunity. Mm. What did it look like when you got opportunity fired from these. your paper job in the depression in the late, <laughs> in the late twenties? There was an opportunity. 
That's what I'm saying. Got, so you came out of it stops. okay, right? Yeah, came out of it. No, right. got on that bike. all joking aside, pull on that thread a little further. Go, man. Because that I'm, is such I'm a good point about opportunity. Chaos, when there's chaos and when there's always some, some a, a financial downturn, you always see those who start to think outside of the chaos. Cool heads. And they prevail. slow down. They don't. The sky is not always falling. And they figure out ways to pounce on some opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's an entrepreneurial spirit. If you're okay with just being that person that says, hey, I'm going to penny pinch and I'm just going to make sure that everything is just right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with it. Be aware of what's your, of your circumstances, of your financial circumstances. You should be aware of that all the time. But also understand if you can have a clear head and start to think, okay, this, these situations are happening. There's an opportunity here for me to capitalize on. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the greatness of this country. That's yeah. the capitalist yeah. mentality. We're not we're not dictated by anything. We're not, we're not set into stone you about anything. Always have you have an the freedom to go chase yes, an opportunity, and that that's such a great point. Yeah. That because again, the tendency is to look at only the downsides. Yeah. yeah. But you're really good about this, Darren. You flip you flip the script. And you think no, what what could, what good can come out of yeah. this? Yeah. What opportunities can come? Out? So what opportunities do you see right now? Well, I think it's obvious the automation side of things right yeah. now is there's, there's an opportunity there. there. There really is. And there's going to be a lot more. There's, there's a, there, and, and I'm just speaking from a standpoint of what I'm seeing in the industry that I'm in. Uh, automation for, for sure. On the technology side, we'll start to see other things start to creep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the techn- uh, this world is for every day something is changing on the technology side. And mm-hmm. it's just by leaps and bounds. It used to be, well, every 10, 15 years, you'll see an upgrade. Now you're, it's every month. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the jumps in software and the jumps in technology. And it's because there's more people out there that have that mindset of, I'm going to go mm-hmm. fast. You know what else is an opportunity? What's that? If, if there's somebody out here listening that, that's smarter than me, I'm about to give you a billion, literally a billion dollar Oh, no, no, no. Before you do that, then you better share it. Turn the mics off and share it with us. You're trying to <laughs> I don't give know away if we're smart information. To do this either. Yeah. <laughs> but think about our two biggest freight carriers and, and shipping companies right yeah. now FedEx. FedEx and UPS. Yes, yeah. If, if a third oh, there's true one. contender, there, there's, one, they're coming. there's one up and coming. We'll yes. say who they are yet. Yeah. But if a fourth <laughs> yes. true contender, if somebody there. listen to this can figure out a way yeah. to alleviate the shipping crisis. Yeah. That's an that's a literally a bill, billions of dollar idea, yes. and an opportunity right there. So to your point, Darren, bad times do come every ten years, whatever. But think about how many amazing companies and ideas and and problems are solved because we're yeah. great as human beings. We're great at solving problems. Right. Just give us some time. Mm-hmm. So think about how many problems can be solved by the right people that's if right. we come together and we do right. this thing right. Love Tyler, that. any closing thoughts? encouragement i just you know with the with these times with the things that we've learned about ourselves about our country through the last year and a half um let's just let's just not forget that most importantly just love your neighbor and make decisions that revolve around that what's going to help the community what's going to help lift the community up um let's let's just be weary and aware of selfless thinking uh because Selfless thinking, I think, leads to more inflation. Selfish thinking. Selfish thinking. Yes, thank you for correcting that. Mm. Selfish thinking leads to more supply issues. 
selfish thinking leads to more inflation and just leads to more problems. And I just think, look, look at this as a perspective. Do I need this? Do I have to have this? Or can someone else benefit from mm-hmm. it if I don't? There any yeah. closing thoughts just be aware, man. Just be aware of your circumstances. Take care of your family. Uh, understand that, you know, again, we, we, we've gone through this right now and we're not financial analysts or whatnot. No. But, but we're you know, human beings that spend money. Just tune in to, to you know, what, you, what your spending habits are. Tune in to understanding, you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are and then capitalize on them. I mean, look, again, I'm, I'm not a guy that looks at, you know, every so many years we go through these cycles. And, you know, for those that are a little older, I think we're sort of accustomed to understanding when good things are good, you stack it. You figure out a way to stack it. Just knowing these days are going to come. Yeah, that's what I was actually going to say. I'm going to double down on the take a step back and take a macro view of this whole thing. Yeah. And I, this is my first, like, real economic trouble that I've faced that, since I've been aware. 2008, I was still in college. Honestly, I don't remember because I was I I lived off twenty five bucks remember. in my account at all times anyway, so it right. didn't matter to me mm-hmm. that we were in a horrible economic time. I didn't even notice to be honest yeah. with you. I was still in college. Maybe that's dumb me, but to me, remember the good times. When times become great again, stack it. Mm-hmm. To your point, Darren, don't think it's always going to be this that's way. Right. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then also during the downturn, think about the opportunity. That's right. Encourage yourself to think about growth and 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 improving yourself. Right. Yes, maybe we can't change inflation today, but what can I personally do to improve my personal situation with my family, myself, those around me? That's right. Give us a follow on Instagram, at uh, Darren Woodson Show. Uh, we're also on YouTube at The Darren Woodson Show. Um, the best way that this show can grow is by you guys sharing it. So if you got any value today, if you learned anything, if we made you laugh, we, you thought it was, you know, maybe you thought it was stupid, but if hopefully if you liked it, Please, please, please share this. That's the best way for this show to grow, and that would really help us out. So we appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Remember, again, next week, new schedule. Mondays will be our interview episodes. Thursday will be our roundtables. We'll see you then.